Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the ACCA student podcast. Today we're talking all about our new format revision bootcamp, which has been approved once again to help you get the best chance of passing this sitting. We also talk about recent news stories, including the new spin in the WeWork saga and how robots may not take our jobs, but they may make us work harder. Before we take an interesting spin on this week's student question. I'm Connor and I'm joined today by Alan and Katie. Hello. Hi, everyone. So... We've completely reformatted our bootcamp. Yes. In a sense, it's, it's reformatted, but there's a lot of what we had before. So bootcamp is something we get a lot of students saying it's very interesting. But mm-hmm. do you think there is a trap in that, that people get comfortable with something, they think they've it figured out, and, you know, you, you kind of half use it or you don't commit because you know what it's all about? Yeah, I think there's an element that I think that our feedback is always hilarious from students that it's the greatest thing you ever have. But we don't do it. Yeah. And it's nearly like they know they know that it's a really good thing to do. But they kind of go, oh, well, I don't have time or that doesn't really apply to me or I don't really need to do it. Um, when I think it's the it's the people who are saying I don't really need to do it, I think are the people who really need to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I think the the more successful students and the feedback we've got received since our the exam results came out. The, the successful students, a lot of them have mentioned it. Um, a lot of the feedback has come back and said, oh, I did boot camp. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, some did crash camp as well as boot camp and kind of merged the two in together and that, that might have worked as well. But yeah, there is a sense of, oh, this is great. But I think it's a commitment thing. I, I don't know whether it's kind of four weeks. Fear of commitment. Four, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to have that. Um, but it's not, I don't know whether it's that four weeks just seems like uh, a really long time to commit to something. Yeah, I, I think I think you're dead on. I think people um, love it as a concept. Some people, they say, oh, that would be brilliant doing questions every day, doing all those kind of exam-focused resources but I, I need to just keep watching videos. And they yeah. say, that is, it's a great idea. That's exactly what you should be doing. But it doesn't work for me right now. And yeah, really the message... 28 days in a row, I have yeah. to do, I have to do something. I, I don't know whether... Uh, yeah. It's a really weird, weird um, kind of, you're committing yourself to doing the hardest exams in the accounting world nearly, but you can't commit yourself to 28 days yeah. of, of, of concentration and work. And it's, it, that, that part confuses me yeah and i think with that um you know like we said people deciding not to do it whereas the message this sitting we've really been driving is no matter where you're at in your cycle you know really push these weeks up till you get to boot camp which is going to be from 28 days out from your exam do everything you can up till then but regardless of where you're at you get into boot camp then and you can supplement boot camp with going back and you know if you're really struggling with an area but boot camp is the driving force in your study. And I think one of the reasons why the change was made, I think students were missing on the benefit of the the webinars that we did, the webinar week, and thinking that that the webinar on its own was the secret yeah. sauce to, to doing the exam when I think the way you've designed it this time, the webinar is kind of nearly like day one. It's the it's yeah, the first yeah. thing to do before you, you you move out to, to begin the boot camp. It's not, it's not a solution in itself. Yeah. So I think maybe just for anyone who's is not familiar with our new format boot camp, um, and this is going to be communicated in in kind of the coming week, is beautiful that, new video too, and a really <laughs> beautiful new video which you'll find on the site, and I'm sure you'll see on our Instagram and lots of other spots. 
But um, yeah, so we've made bootcamp a lot more all-encompassing, which you've kind of said before. I think you know people got lost because there's a lot of messaging. You should do bootcamp. You should go to the webinar. You should do mock exams. Whereas now bootcamp captures all of that. So if you're doing bootcamp, you're doing everything we think you should be doing up till the day of your exam. It's also been tailored that it starts um, 28 days before each specific exam. So you'll finish your bootcamp the night before you're going in to do your paper the next day. And as you said, it starts with that webinar, which not just will, you know, kind of set you up with um, explaining what you're going to see in your bootcamp, how that process is going to work. But you'll also get, you know, some really clear early messaging about what's important in that subject, what you need to be keeping in mind when you're doing those questions and how you can get the most out of that bootcamp. So really, it's it's everything you need. That's what we try to do. It's it's 28 days of everything you need to be doing. And I think what we're really, what's really important to highlight and what we're doing all the time is, and we you get it on webinars every week and, and the people who come in and say, oh, I'm on this one hour webinar. Give me tips to pass my exam. Yeah. And give me that, that like, what's that quick? It's the most what, used word in them is tips. Yeah, tips. <laughs> tips, tips, tips. And it's like, give me tips, give me tips now. It, and it's nearly... Like there are no tips and there are no easy answers, and um, it's funny because the 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 same people who who can't commit, unfortunately, there's there's bound to be a relationship between that and the people who aren't passing their exams. Yeah, and it is about like you just can't get away from the fact that like some people might look and go, oh, they've made boot camp twenty eight days instead of twenty one, but it's not that. It was always like that. It was just we hadn't formalized that, yeah, that yeah. extra week but it's just a case you have to do it like what's 28 days compared to a 30 year career yeah and I think um, you know sometimes people like the direction when mm. they get involved with it, they like having that and the, the thing we always remind people and I'm sure there's people listening that say 28 days well I work Monday to Friday so I only have weekends that's first of all it's definitely not an excuse but boot camp's not been designed that you need a full day it's you know most of the time it's 90 minutes of work and when you're four weeks out from your exam that's an amount of time you need to be putting in each day if you are in the position where you have more time at weekends and during the week as i said earlier you can supplement boot camp with with more work you want to be or want to do but really there's there's no excuse for not being able to find the time in those four weeks for your daily boot camp task yeah uh, just kind of Try turning off your phone for an hour and a half or think about what you do with your time and say, is there really no time? Is there anything like you don't have to? It's kind of, oh, I have to see my friends and I have to do this and I have to do my yoga and I have to do my running or whatever it might be. And like you have to what you have to do is you have to make a decision kind of what you want more. And if your decision is your yoga and your running and your friends, well, so be it. Yeah. That's, that's fine. <laughs> that's what you want. And in a, in two years' time, you'll be telling us how you've been trying the same exam seven times and you're still not getting by and you're wondering why. Well, we'll answer that question and say that's probably the reason. So you kind of, of course, you have to make sacrifices and you might have to change a few things, but like it's 90 minutes a day for 28 days. Have a, have an hour or less sleep. Do, do something that changes it, but don't waste the time. Don't put unnecessary excuses in your path yeah. and say, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I think the big thing is um, to get in the frame of mind that, you know, try to enjoy the challenge. Try to think of it as something you are looking to tick off each day and commit that you're going to do it every day. Like anyone who's training for anything, 
if you can kind of embrace that and and the one thing we're actually hoping for and we're going to talk about how we're doing this in the coming weeks is to let us know how you're getting on let us know that you're ticking off each day and set yourself that challenge that you're going to do all 28 days and then you know by the time you get to your exam you're going to feel so confident you're going to be highly motivated because you've achieved that first goal and you're going to be really well prepared to be honest, if this was me, I'd be in a, I'd go into competition with you, even though you didn't know, and I'd be sitting there going, "I'm going to prove Connor wrong. I'm going to do my ninety minutes every day. I'm going to, I'm going to pass this." He thinks I won't do it now, so yeah. I got to And that's that would be my my mindset. That like you don't care. You've already said all this. So you're not sitting there wondering is Alan or anybody else doing it every day. You're hoping that they are, but it's not. If you can get yourself into this mindset that that you're kind of that. It's nearly between you and Connor that he has challenged you um, to do this and you are going to take that challenge on and prove to him that you can finish it. Um, if that's Because that's definitely the mindset. And let me know. And let him know that he's, he's made your life miserable for a month. But that, that's the thing. It's if you can make that challenge, no matter what the mind, find that mindset that you need and if it's whether it's taking Connor on or whether it's proving somebody else wrong or proving yourself right, whatever it is, you need to find that kind of nugget of motivation that's going to get you through. Because if you're kind of going, oh, I might do today or, you know, maybe I'll take a break tomorrow. If that's your attitude, you're never go- you're not going to be learning. So find that bit of bit of something that kind of keeps you drive driven. Yeah. And I think the, the last kind of point on that that's important is. Um, don't fall into the denial of if you've passed exams before or you haven't done boot camp or maybe you did a few days that it's, you know, you don't need it or it's not beneficial. As we said, embrace that challenge, take it on because for that month period, it's it's the most positive thing you can do to prepare you for that exam. And worst case, beat Connor. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, worst case, you get to let me know that you completed it. If you're enjoying listening to the Forget the Numbers podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate us on your podcast provider. So our first news story today relates to WeWork, who have been given a multi-billion dollar lifeline from Japanese investment giant SoftBank that will give the latter more control of the troubled property startup. So the deal will see SoftBank increase its stake in WeWork to roughly 80%. It was previously about a third. And just to give a little bit further detail, SoftBank said it would provide $5 billion in new financing and up to $3 billion for existing shareholders. But part of this is actually that the co-founder, Adam Newman, will leave the board but retain observer status. So they're saying the deal is marking the end of a tough period for WeWork. I don't know, Connor, would you agree? Yeah, I think very, well, I know you were on last week, we'd actually talked exactly about this WeWork thing and we'd kind of said really they were had a huge fall from grace it didn't look like there was any way yeah, they were going to recover yesterday, so, um, yeah. and yeah they looked in a, a really troubled position that there didn't look like any lifeline and then they get um, this huge investment from their, their one of their investors because um, I think they had did they have a third a third of the company or yeah, a third of the shares that they've they've increased so it'll be 80% I think so. it's it's interesting from the standpoint that obviously they see a value despite everyone else thinking um you know that that there might not be a future value in this that they yeah. obviously see that they can turn this around obviously they're conscious of their existing shareholding that they they want to turn this into um you know something of huge value but maybe they're seeing this as you know seeing the opportunity here that they can you know while 
um, WeWork are down, they can turn this around, increase their shareholding, and then if they can turn it into a, you know, all the issues that it has, but turn it into a hugely valuable company that they're going to have 80% of the shareholding of. So I think it's it's interesting from that perspective to see now what they can do with it. And I know they're, they're shaking up certainly the governance of it, and there's a new CEO. Um, although I, I, I saw as well that... Um, that the the existing CEO, I think, from the shareholding, he sold. Uh, he's going to make something like one point seven billion, despite, yeah, yeah, exactly. despite all of his, um, yeah, his kind of um, turbulent time over the last couple of months. He's probably the real winner, and I don't know if they're still laying off all their the staff they'd talked about. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's why the the deal is kind of receiving a bit of a lukewarm reaction from investors because they're obviously raising concerns about the firm's financing and governance just given kind of recent events. So, um, yeah, but I mean, it's an interesting one. I mean, the company was once valued at nearly $50 billion and they grew from a single office in New York City to more than 500 locations around the world. But... They did have losses, I think, in the first six months of this year of like 900 million. So it's definitely yeah, saving I, grace, this deal. I heard they're, yeah, they were making like losses of over a billion a year. I think the one thing it, it really exposed that we talked about last week was, you know, the I suppose the importance of due diligence, how you really need to, to have a picture of these companies, these big, certainly some of these big tech startups, um, there's always scandals around, but but even these, these companies like WeWork who get these huge valuations, but then when it's actually dug a little deeper in, there's all these kind of glaring issues like their the losses they were having. Yeah, um, they did actually, they dropped know, their plans as well to raise money via stock market listing last yeah, month too. So I think there was other scandals. He had his, his wife he gave some very high position despite the board not wanting. So there's just a, oh, okay, a range yeah. of issues. But obviously, um, this SoftBank, is that the... the SoftBank, yeah. They've, um, you know, you'd be sure at this stage, having been an initial investor, but they've, if they're pumping that in, they've certainly done enough of their homework to have a plan in place that they think they can turn it around. Yeah. Um, so it's, I suppose it's just, we wait and see. We'll probably be talking on another podcast yeah, about... Yeah, we might see some more ...where we work is, whether it's for better or for worse. Yeah, so, and then our second news story today, um, the headline for this one is robots aren't taking jobs, they're making jobs harder. So a recent study has found that in the coming years, robots aren't going to wipe out workers, they'll just make their jobs worse. So the study has found that, um, I think the study was on warehouses in particular, so it found that automation in warehouses increased pressure for employees to work harder, to work faster, they're under more scrutiny. Um, and I think kind of the key findings was that while technology can, I suppose, like reduce monotonous and maybe physically strenuous tasks, it can also negatively affect obviously like health, sta- safety, morale, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think what we've been seeing over the last number of years is just there's very much a, a shift in dynamic in workplaces um, and what people are used to and the kind of norms that exist in places are really changing by technology because suddenly the ability to track efficiency and you know see how hard people are working i think this is what this is getting at is has been completely changed where before there might have just been a supervisor who's looking out so you're probably taking out some of that downtime there's more pressure people are being more exposed and then you're being compared to a machine at the end of the day i suppose yeah and and then i think when you take out some of um the more autonomous jobs that people maybe enjoy or was part of their routine and you're they're suddenly being challenged with um 
you know, it, it might be more kind of thinking, more analysis jobs, and you're, you're kind of shifting people's roles. So that, that all adds to, you know, if anyone's job changes, there's more pressure and that can have mental effects. So there, I think we're really just seeing, and people are still trying to figure out what affects all this AI and all these, you know, what's being talked about coming into workplaces, how that will affect culture and will affect norms and how people will react to that. Yeah, I think it's just kind of about finding that right balance, I guess. Um, and I mean, one, one quote that I took from the report was that the next decade is a story not about job loss, but more so about changes in job quality. So, I don't know, I suppose it comes back to that thing, like our happier employees, more productive employees. And like I said, just finding yeah. that balance, I think. It's a difficult one because you're, you know, you're combining the the, the kind of ethical side of it. And, you know, if, if it's, if you're in an ethical company, you're going to look after its workers and make sure that doesn't negatively impact them or they, you know, that it's not going to result in a huge amount of job loss with robots taking our jobs, which you always hear said. Um, but it's, it's, it's really just dependent a lot on on countries and how they bring that ethical control into these things like AI to determine, I suppose, what effect that has in the long term. But it's, I know it's certainly something that's scaring a lot more people. It's something that's been brought into presidential debates. It's something that's become a lot more topical, whereas before it was more a sci-fi comments that uh, were made about it. But it's certainly becoming a lot more real. Each week at the end of the show, we answer questions sent in by our listeners. You can send in your questions by email to podcast.learnsignal.com or tweet us at LearnSignal. So I said that this week we're going to do something a little bit different in our student question segment. And that is we're going to focus on some of the feedback that we got from different students after their exam results Um which is really useful. One of the things we talk about a lot in the webinars is students saying what worked well for them and how that resonates with other students. So take on board what these students have said. Hopefully you can take motivation from their success and really get a chance to see what's working well for for some of your peers. So the first one, Anusha said, the bootcamp and crash camp have been amazing, not to forget the mock exam, which gave me a good idea of what to expect and useful practice in time management. Erasmus said, this is my third straight pass, no more second sittings. Musa said, past 8pm with the help of LearnSignal classes, your mock exams and marker feedback were of immense help. And Forna said, your videos and more especially your bootcamp really helped me to achieve this pass because it offers solution to different styles of question. And with this, when you go to the exam halls, you will go for a pass. So a lot of positivity to be taken from them. Yeah, I mean, I like that one. Um Whereas their third straight pass, I mean, it's great when you build a bit of momentum like that when you're doing any set of exams. And I think definitely like I think students really value other students feedback. And like you said, we've seen this on the webinar, but particularly like for students that are finding themselves passing their exams, they're obviously doing their effective study. You know, share your experiences with other students, maybe especially on the webinar, like it's I think it's one of the most motivating factors like you can do to see another student coming in and say you know this is how I approached this exam this is what I did Um, and we have really seen students pushing each other on in the webinar yeah I I think that's the key people um, you know a lot of what we love seeing when the the feedback comes in after the results is is people have found systems that have worked really well for them and they want other students to know that or they want them to get the same value they had um, there was another one here from Ada, which said, you have a, a well-guided study plan. The videos that I watched in webinars that I attended really helped me. 
Please continue with your webinars and videos of encouragement, which helps with a confidence boost. So again, that's another thing we're seeing people, you know, in terms of confidence, which is such a big thing for people studying exams. That's something they found. The study plan, the webinars helps with that motivation over the, the course of the exam cycle. Yeah, it's just that confidence, I think, giving people just that little bit of direction or even just giving people a starting point. So obviously we get lots of great feedback about our study plans kind of for that reason like it's just the best starting point and it's great to just be handed that rather than trying to come up with something yourself so yeah no I think it's brilliant and then I've saved um what we all would probably think is the best to last if you heard um me saying this you'd probably think it's fake because I feel like the student has taken exactly uh, on board what we've said but again it's it's someone who had um success in you know a few exams they'd done and they wanted just to highlight the the kind of some of the four key points that they'd found. So I'm going to go through them now. Um, this is from Eleanor, and these are kind of four main things which helped her pass. She said, try to get two mock exams marked and passed before the real exam, taking on board the feedback. As I said above, this is an extremely valuable service from LearnSignal. Her second point was try to complete 80% plus of each course. Uh, I love this feature of seeing your progress. It really gave structure to my studies. She also said, read all the ACCA technical articles. LearnSignal really drilled in the importance of this and I followed their advice and I think it really benefited me. Definitely one of the technical articles came up in the advanced audit exam. And finally, study every moment possible. And with LearnSignal, this meant I could use every lunch break, evening and weekend, wherever the location. So, as I said, if, <laughs> if I put yeah. those points and talked about them on the webinar, people would think... You know, it's all just for me, but this is somebody who's actually taken <laughs> on board that and, and seen the value of it. And um, for us, it's great to hear that, that people are listening, but also that they're seeing, you know, how much that adds to their study. Yeah, I think that was an interesting one as well. Um, I think it was your second point that she covered 80% of the course. And I think if it, like if it was me and it came down to, you know, you're at the point in your study cycle where maybe it's the last couple of weeks and you can either maybe you've reached, say, 80% of your content. And the last couple of weeks, you could either kind of go and try and complete 100% or you can start practicing your questions. I'd probably personally always, if I've 80% done, try and get stuck into the questions. Then, like, I think that's a good benchmark, that 80%. Like, a lot of the time, students just won't have the time or the energy to yeah. cover 100% of the syllabus, even though it is what we recommend. So I think that's kind of a nice Yeah, benchmark. well, the, the big point we'd have is, you know, if, if you're at that that 80% and then you start into your boot camp and your questions, you'll cover that 20% yeah, in question exactly. practice. But it's... um. You know, it's that thing of which which a few people had, had mentioned of how valuable the question practice and the question packs and things like boot camp and crash camp are, because not only are you getting that additional information, but you're getting all of those exam, you know, prep techniques in as well, which are going to add, you know, be invaluable to you on the day of the exam. Yeah, but I mean, that's really good feedback and we obviously always really value your feedback. So thank you very much yeah, for that. And I suppose on that note, do keep sending us your feedback, whether it's it's positive or there's something you want to see on the site. Um, and also, if, you, if there's any area of your study that you're struggling with at any stage, you can get on and ask, do we have resources to help with that or what we can do um, to assist you with that? We'd be happy to help. So we're going to finish up there for today. Um, once again, thanks for listening and thanks to Alan and Katie. Uh, I suppose the big point from today is bootcamp uh, will be starting for everyone in um, from next weekend. So make sure to register for that and look out for some of the exciting ways we're going to be offering that this sitting. So thanks for listening and see you again.